Welcome to the Celebration Church Orlando podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Hey, welcome to Church at Home here at Celebration Church Orlando. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. If this is your first time here, we want to extend a special welcome to you. Uh, we are in currently in the middle of our series, What Did Jesus Really Say? And today we're talking about temptation. Uh, my name is Nate. This is Pastor Mike, uh, Pastor Keith, and Pastor uh, Megan Pittman, who are our lead pastors, and then uh, Pastor Josh and Pastor Callie. So, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, like I said, we are uh, in the middle of our series, What Did Jesus Really Say? And it's yep. been great to kind of build our foundation on certain topics that uh, Jesus uh, spoke about and experienced. Mm -hmm. And uh, so today, Pastor Keith, why don't you set the scene for what we're talking about? Yes, um, I feel like you want to say that. No, we gotta, I, I, we gotta see, mention how yeah, one, really one pastor leveled up this past oh. week Ooh. and got engaged. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, so, right. I did say leveled yes. Up, so that was It was great diamonds all on my thing. I love it. Oh, so, yeah. you know, they want to wear it now just in case somebody yes. wanted to steal it. But, yeah. oh. <laughs> We're out of control. Which is why this is such a great topic because Mike is getting wiped up so we can talk about temptation. Oh, yes, there you go. That's going to be the nighttime <laughs> message right there. We got a special coming to you at 11 p.m. called Wiped Up. Okay, we got to get back. We got to get back. Okay. So, as my distinguished colleague has said to me earlier, <laughs> uh, we're we're in the middle of this series. What did Jesus really say? We're examining these conversations that Jesus had. Um, that are that are powerful, that are relevant, yeah. and hopefully transformative in the way that we understand these topics. And so um, they've been building on each other a little bit. And right. so this week is is temptation, and and I think it's going to be an interesting take, twist on it because I think all of us probably have our own um, ideas of when we think of temptation. We pretty much already kind of right. begin to paint a picture of what we're looking for. But I think this passage that we're going to look at is going to give us um, a broader understanding of what that term really means. But then also, hopefully, we're going to develop some some skills that will help us to be able to recognize it, but also right. to overcome it. So, mm -hmm. so the passage we're going to look at is going to be in Luke chapter 4. And to give us some context, Jesus has just gotten baptized. He's about 30 years old, and so he's about to go into ministry. So this is supposed to be like his his coming out thing. Like, okay, I'm baptized. I got, I got everything I need. I'm ordained now. Let's get into ministry. Mm -hmm. Let's get after it. And then right after he gets baptized, we're led into what this passage says right here. So, yeah. so Nate, if you don't mind, man, if you can lead, read uh, Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13, I think it's going to help us to really get a visual of what this whole temptation um, dynamic looks like. Yeah, let's do it. Please stand for the reading of the word. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Luke chapter 4. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. I would be too. Yes. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Verse number 9, And he took him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you. 
And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until the opportune time. Man. So just before we jump into this conversation, I want to I set the, the tone on this because I feel like this is going to help get some context here. As we said, like Jesus is, he's just starting out in ministry. Like he's excited. It's like his first day on the job. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that he is full of the spirit right. and then he is led into the wilderness. Yeah. So, so think about that for a moment. Full of the spirit, but then led into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple things I want to highlight before we jump into this. Okay. One, Jesus was full of the spirit, so he was led by the spirit. Meaning, it is very difficult to truly be spirit-led if we are not spirit-filled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If whatever you're full of is what you're going to be led by. Right. So if you're full of the flesh, you're yeah. going to be led by your flesh. If you're full of ego, you're going to be led by your ego. If you're full of pride, you're going to be led by your pride. Mm-hmm. But if you're full of the spirit, you're going to be led by the yeah. spirit. And yeah. what we see with Jesus is that even though he was led by the spirit, had this incredible assignment on his life, he is led into the wilderness. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure about you guys, but I know for me... The wilderness is not the place that I will typically think that God would lead me to this place. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, Again, our, our theology has been one where we have a tendency to believe that the blessings are from God and any opposition yeah. is clearly right. the enemy. Mm-hmm. And we while think we, you make a decision to follow Christ <laughs> and your life is like up and to the right after yes, that. Everything, <laughs> is good. Yeah. everything is good. Yeah. But, but what we see here is that, that Jesus is, is being led by the Spirit into the wilderness, this barren place, mm-hmm. this place that doesn't seem like there's any hope, but nonetheless... This is the place that he's led to. So I think that's something that's worth discussing because I think we all have wilderness seasons. And if we don't have a proper understanding of this, we will think that our wilderness seasons mean that either we're God forsaken or we need to evacuate a place that God is leading us to Mm -hmm. and we leave prematurely. Say that. That's good. It's also interesting what you pointed out, uh, harping on the spirit being within Jesus, because a lot of times or it can be counterintuitive to human nature to say, okay, I'm going to go through this and then I'll have bestowed upon me whatever (laughs) I'm searching for when in reality, God says, no, I'm going to equip you first in order to go through what you need to go through. That's true. Yeah. I think too in the wilderness, um, there's silence. And a lot of times when we are in different environments, uh, we can't hear God clearly. Mm -hmm. You know, so So the wilderness is a place where we can focus, where we can recalibrate, where we can clearly hear the voice of God instead of all the voices around right. us. Yeah. Right. And that comes for any decision that we make in life. Like, yeah. um, there's a lot of voices around there, but what is the voice of God yeah. for your life? Yeah. You That's know, so and what good. is the decision that he's trying to which, have? Which, you know what, that, that goes with the idea of, like, when it says that when Jesus would go off and pray. He yeah. would remove himself yeah. to kind of yeah. silence the voices. Right. So that is a that's a great that's a great silver lining for people who are in the wilderness season <laughs> yeah. of how they can say, you know what, it can quiet yeah. their voices mm-hmm. and yeah. I can engage God yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. 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 But here's what's crazy about it is that we're in the, you're in that wilderness season and it quiets all the voices around you. Mm-hmm. Then you're getting this position like Jesus where you have these two voices competing for your attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I true. mean, but but here's the thing that I realized when I just said that, I was like, I'm about to correct myself. <laughs> is that so many times like like God doesn't have to compete with the like for attention with 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 the enemy. Yes. When he's trying to talk to you. Yes. And I feel like sometimes when you're in those seasons, the thing that is the loudest Mm-hmm. It's usually it's usually not the thing that you need to follow. That's right. true. Mm-hmm. It's oftentimes like I mean I don't know like people are like is God a still small voice? Is it like a booming voice? Yeah, like yeah. you know like <laughs> how do I hear God? Like yeah. we could do a whole entire series on that. Sure. We should probably in the future. But um, 
I just think like so many times when you're in those wilderness moments, because everything else is quiet, mm-hmm. then things start to get amplified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's when that's when like Jesus, he's in this like you're saying like spirit flesh battle. Yeah. Of which one's going to run out? Which one am yeah. I going to feed? Which one am I going to give into? Which one am I going to listen to? Yes. And and it's crazy that even in the midst of that, what the enemy was saying to him, it wasn't even like these inherently bad things. Right. It was literally what the Word of God said. He was like quoting the Word of God to Jesus. Yeah. And, and it's like, it, that's always amazed me about this story. It's like how he yeah. came in and he tried to like one up like the one who's like the word of God in the flesh. I'm like, yeah, yeah it ain't going to happen. But yeah. Yeah. it happens so many times in the wilderness, even though we can hear like God clear, mm-hmm. we can also hear this other thing in our head mm-hmm. or whatever so telling us, you know, all these lies or whatever it may not be. We can hear that a lot clearer as well. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's two takeaways from that. One, the wilderness, just because it's, just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's not God. And yeah. then two, kind of to your point, um, a lot of times the loudest voice is often the most silent when it comes to speaking truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that thing that is being amplified, that that very well may not be God. That yeah. could be the enemy trying to lead you off of the things yeah. that God has called you to do. Yeah. 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 And I even think too that it's it's a big part of it is also knowing um, really who you are in that in those moments, in that wilderness. Because mm-hmm. you you know, he getting baptized you've made that decision like mm-hmm. that is that isn't the first step <laughs> like there was a step prior to that so you've done these action steps mm-hmm. to get where you are and then being in the wilderness oftentimes what people fail to do is to rely on what they already know that's it. Yeah. And, to, that's it. and you have to lean into it that's what, that's um, it. because that's the same thing that happened with the children of Israel mm-hmm. yeah. you know when they're when they're wondering out you know they're making a golden calf but that's only because they didn't rely Come on what they already yeah. know. You've yes. already yeah. been through something. Mm-hmm. You already know God to be true for yourself. Yes. So then why don't you lean into it? Yes. But what happens is we choose not to lean into it because we choose to look at, you know, or to, to hear yeah. what the loudest voice yeah. in the room is yeah. instead of relying on what we truly know. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. I mean, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you, you first. Both at the same time, go. <laughs> I think sometimes you <laughs> That's how the girls decide who's going to go first. Like, paper, rock, scissors, shoot. Like, no, is it my turn? Yeah. <laughs> I love the way you just looked at him. She was like, okay. It was a whole like, like that. I'm going to lose my train of thought. Like you were saying, every time, like, we don't just go through one hard time. Sure. We don't just go mm-hmm. through one test or one trial or overcome one temptation. Like, And it's not like they get easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think that was something that I always struggled with was, well, I, I thought I did the right thing. I mm-hmm. thought I grew through yeah. that. I thought that, like, you know, I overcame it or or whatever it may be. What is happening now? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. now it's even harder. Yeah. And so, but, like, I heard someone say one time, you know, like, it's, like, the same thing as, like, you complete first grade, you go to second, sure. what happens you go to second yeah. grade, it gets harder. Like, and that yeah. is something to, like, remember and something I really had to learn because it was, like, I don't understand. But you have to pull on the yeah. things from from the season before. Yeah. Right. When sometimes we're going to be like, okay, that's done. Close that. Put that there. Yeah. And yeah. also, and so, but you need every everything that you've pulled from that season, everything you've learned, every time that God has like really shown up in those mm-hmm. times, like that's what you're supposed to continue to build on and mm-hmm. grow on. Yeah. Because like you said, like that was such a weird concept to me that like just because I was in a hard time, I think I kind of had learned that like. 
that meant there was something wrong. Yeah. So like I was doing something wrong or I was in the wrong place or I had to figure out how to get out instead mm -hmm. of what needed to happen within. Yeah. Right. So. Or you didn't have faith enough or you didn't pray enough to sure. get out yeah. of it. And yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's one of those that's things that's so hard it's, for me. It's, it's hard and it's also dangerous. And mm -hmm. that, that's something that like, I mean, I'm getting on a rabbit trail here, so Nate, you can get me back on in a second. But when we talk about these things, like it's important for us to realize that even Jesus was tempted. Even mm -hmm. Jesus was tested. Even yeah. Jesus was tried. Even Jesus went to the wilderness. Hebrews yeah. 4.15 says that he can literally, like, mm -hmm. like he understands everything yeah. that we go sure. through. He went through those mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we can look down on people when they're going through something like, mm -hmm. have you prayed enough? Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you done this mm -hmm. enough? Mm -hmm. Have you whatever? When, like, literally, like, I mean, I'm about to skip to the end of this story. But when all this happened, the angels came and they, like, helped him in this yeah. moment. Yeah. They, like, strengthened him. Yeah. So, like... What do we need to do as the church in these moments when people are going through wilderness seasons? Uh -huh. We don't need to look down on them. We don't need to say, man, have you prayed enough? Have you read your Bible enough? Have you had enough faith? Yes, all those things are great. But how can I come and how can I strengthen you? Exactly. How can I help you? Like, do you want me to read the Bible over you? Do you want me yeah. to pray for you? Do you want me to just sit here with you? Like, yeah. And I think that's one of those things that like, it, it's it, it's it's so easy to look at somebody else's wilderness season mm -hmm. and compare like, well, I went through that mm -hmm. and I didn't go mm -hmm. through that and I did this mm -hmm. and I got out. But what God wants somebody else to get out of their wilderness season may be completely different yeah. than what so he wanted you to get that. out of. Yeah. Well, and even yeah. with like temptation, right? Like the difference between testing yeah. and temptation, like everyone's tests don't look the same. Right. Everyone's temptations don't look the same. Mm -hmm. So they all don't need to be handled the same way. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So, that's good. Yeah. That's so good because even when you just you saying that, I'm like, dang, yeah, that's good because the testing that I'm getting is going to be different yes. because what I'm being tested on is based upon where I'm going. Right. But where right. God is sending you is not right. necessarily where he's sending yes. me. Yes. So our testing is going to look different. Mm -hmm. Our temptations mm -hmm. will look different. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that we won't go through them. Right. Yes. So we have no right in comparing yes. the temptation. Like that, yes. like, think, no like, think about how stupid that, that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, like, yes, Jesus did know who he was. And so his temptation was going to look completely different mm -hmm. because there's some people who are like, I don't, I'm not ever, I don't care about food. That's not yes. even a thing. Right. So he's not going to tempt you. This is why the scripture says, yes. what is he tempt? What is common to man? That's but right. I also think that there is tempting that is also what is common to you particular. Yeah. Right. It's so like, true. if yes. drinking's not a thing for me, he's yeah. not going to tempt me with that. Yeah. You know, but so it's going to be like, what is? Like if yes. video games is a temptation for me, he's yeah. going to tempt me with video games, <laughs> which is not a temptation. I don't understand it. <laughs> But, oh, hey, but, but you notice how he said no. video games isn't an issue, but he didn't say anything about drinking. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what were you saying? <laughs> like, here's what I can't say. So you're saying that I thought about how when I was in 10th yeah. grade, North Carolina, they de-standardized the SAT. Yeah. So we're used to the SAT was like, you could do SAT prep classes. You could sure. look at someone's like, you could literally, they could walk you through the SAT from the year before. You could go in, wow. you could fly through it. In 10th grade, they de-standardized it. And so now the person who's sitting beside me, yeah. they have a completely like different mm -hmm. set of questions and a completely wow. different set of things. So like, yep. I can't even look over and even try to learn from Come their on. test. Exactly. Because my test is completely Ooh, different. Great, yeah. And so I think so many times like that, like we've got to realize that yeah. somebody else may be going through a test or yeah, they may be so going true. through a season, mm -hmm. but what they're supposed to get out of it is yeah. completely different than what we're supposed to get 100%. out of it. Yeah. And so all we can do is help them along and yeah. we can guide them, but we can't do it for them. And I think I think of Job when I think of all this right. because Job had 
like basically essentially a perfect life. I mean, he had everything. He had the cattle. Right. He had the wife. Right. He loved God with all of his heart. Yeah. He was blameless. Mm-hmm. And God was like, test my, <laughs> test my <laughs> servant, you know, you know, test him. And, um, and through all that, even he started to question like, why I haven't done these things. Yeah. I haven't done anything mm-hmm. that was crazy. But what God wanted out of him is to show that his faithfulness through it all, yeah, exactly. you know? And so, like you said, the test yeah. is going to be different for everybody yeah. based on who it is and what God wants to get out of you. Exactly. So true. So true. Yeah. And we why want... we need our own relationship with the Holy Spirit. Come yeah. on. Yes. yes. Because, yep. like, we have to be filled with the Spirit, and we have to be able to hear for ourselves mm-hmm. in yeah. order to follow. Yeah. Because yeah. if I'm trying to rely on Josh's Holy Spirit, so true. that's not going to get me mm-hmm. right yeah. to go. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. like if y'all two have two separate cars, you can't rely yeah. on his tank being full to right. get Come you where you need to go in your car. <laughs> <laughs> that don't make no sense. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, it's so, <laughs> <true>. <laughs> it's so funny because the mirror's on her scooter, and I'm like, I was washing dishes on the scooter. I was doing laundry. She's like, I'm not you. I, I'm not, I can't do all of those things. I can't walk in your arm. And I'm like, you going to throw that at me. You gonna throw that at me. <laughs> she said, I'm not the Old Testament. You know what I mean? You can walk in your arm. She, she said, armless. And she really, you know, you're like, oh, you're right. I am so much more oh, wiser. Right. Uh, you're right. So true. So true. And we're back. Yeah. We're back. So, so here's what I want to do. I want I want to highlight something that, that Callie had alluded to. When we're talking about a distinction between, like, tempting and testing, yeah. right. because depending on the translation of the Bible that you read, it mm-hmm. may render a little bit differently. Right. Yeah. So we all look at it and we say, okay, the temptation of Jesus. And there's even translations that say that Jesus was led in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, mm-hmm. which then actually starts to make no sense. Like, why would God lead him to be tempted? Mm-hmm. So what you have to do is you have to look at the rendering of the word. And this gives mm-hmm. me the space to kind of like geek out on this a little bit. But but the word temptation, tempting and testing, it's the same word. Mm-hmm. So depending on how the sentence is structured, that helps us to understand how it's rendered when it's translated to us in English. So 38 times that word appears in the New Testament, and then you have to look at the context to understand yeah. what it is. But I think the reason why that's so powerful is for us to understand that God is not tempting us to do anything evil. Right. He's yeah. not tempting us yeah. to do anything right. wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. The temptation comes from the adversary. He mm-hmm. simply wants to corrupt what God has already blessed. But what God does use, he uses tests. Mm-hmm. Because tests will always reveal capacity, mm-hmm. and it will also allow us to know where we're vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the enemy likes to do is whenever something is vulnerable and it's not dealt with, it turns into a weakness, and he likes to exploit that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of similar to, like, I, I love I love sports. But what I love about sports is I, I love how a team will study the film of the team that they're playing against. Yeah. And as they're studying the film, they're like, okay, this guy right here, he he's not that really good on a long route. So if we can start doing these yeah. things strategically, mm-hmm. we can exploit an area of weakness. Yeah. Meanwhile, for that team that is preparing for that game that's coming up, if they're aware that the team is game playing for them, they're trying to get better at an area that could be yeah. a weakness. Mm-hmm. What God is doing, he's testing us to show us the areas that were vulnerable so we can strengthen them up. Yeah. But the enemy's trying to explore our weaknesses, yeah. which is why you see that word rendered differently. Yeah. When it's referring to the enemy, the enemy is bringing temptation. Yeah. When it's referring to God, God is testing us to expose yeah. How strong we are, but also areas yeah. that we need to yeah. get better in. Let's inception that for a second, like yeah. you like to do. <laughs> yeah. But they, I, I mean, for real, like the enemy's watching tape on us. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he's had the same game plan forever. Exactly. I yeah. mean, from the beginning of time, when yeah. you go back to Genesis, the game plan has been the same. Mm-hmm. It is like there's something that God is withholding from you. There's yeah. something that you can get. It's a, we talked about it, it's shortcuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every single one of these things that He's offering Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus is going to get when He gets to heaven on the other side of all this stuff. Yeah. 
but the enemy's offering him shortcuts for all this right. stuff. Mm -hmm. It's the it's the same game plan. Like if you yep, do this, yep. then you can get here. If you do this, mm -hmm. then you're gonna feel good about yourself. You might be depressed, you might be anxious. Mm -hmm. Do this, you're gonna feel better. The thing is, peace, joy, all those things come mm -hmm. from God. That's where they come from, that's where they originate from. So but then true. all these things that we may be tempted with, all it is is a shortcut. It's mm -hmm. a way to try to get there quicker instead of taking like the path of the wilderness path yes. or taking whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I think we give the enemy too much credit yeah. at times. Oh, for sure. And I, and I think we mm. we make him out. To, I mean, you can't you can't even fathom the difference in power of our God over the Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I think what Jesus was trying to trying to show us is that, hey man, uh, I got this covered and so can you. Yeah. And I think that's why this was written too, because it's not like it was the first time that he was tempted. I mean yeah. he was thirty years old, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. it's not gonna be the last time either. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so what I think we need to recognize for the enemy is that the only power that he has is the power of suggestion. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not to minimize mm -hmm. how sometimes the power of suggestion can certainly influence sure. our decision making. But if you can just recognize the enemy's greatest power is the power to suggest, mm -hmm. is the power to whisper in your ear. Think about with Adam and Eve, like yeah. he was suggesting to God really say like he's suggesting yeah. things. Yeah. But at the end of the day. Yeah. He wasn't forcing them to make a decision. He right. was just trying to cloud the decision that God had already had spoken that they should take. So I think that's the whole thing. And so what I think is key for us when we just want to be aware and alert is honestly just just knowing, like knowing when we're vulnerable. Yeah. Like just just if we just know what some of our our, our triggers are, some yeah. of our, our 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 weak spots, some of our blind spots, mm -hmm. it just helps us to be able to game plan and to know how to put certain things into place so that way we won't hopefully allow something that we're vulnerable to right. to turn into a weakness that then the enemy can yeah. exploit. Yeah, I don't know. We talked about, um, you know, those those places um, where we're vulnerable. It's like um, when we're lonely, when we're yeah. hungry, yeah, right. you know, when we don't have when community. We're tired. Yeah, we're tired. When we're tired <laughs> and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so so, we have so to, to that, let me say this, and I want you to finish. So when I'm tired, but I'm not asleep, <laughs> I just have this weird, like, sleepwalking food thing. Yes. That, like, I'm, I'm, I try my best to be disciplined when I'm at home, but my kids literally will, will like, say, Dad, okay, Dad was doing a sleepwalking thing because I'm tired, and I'm just making bad decisions, going and grabbing chips and just leaving the trail all the way back. Crumbs it's just in the bed. Oh, oh, oh. There's pretzels. I don't even know how to pretzels get here. Pretzels is in the bed. <laughs> so you'll find crumbs in the bed. You'll find them on the no. way to the refrigerator in the closet. I'm yes. sorry, but go ahead. But, I, but you're right. When you're tired and you're yeah. disoriented, you just, I wake wow. up and I got, like, how did I get here? Like, I don't <laughs> You make bad choices. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> God, don't put me on blast like that. Okay. But, it's, but, it's, but it's true. But I think if we know those moments when we're vulnerable, it just, it just helps us to, it just helps us to tighten yeah. up. Yeah. It helps us. So what did I tell you? I said, you know what? From now on, here's my options when I'm tired. Fruit. Fruit has got to be in the front of the refrigerator. Like, I'm trying to counteract because I know when I'm tired and I'm a little bit groggy. But this yeah. is where I tempted him yesterday. Yes. He said, give me fruit when I'm tired. Like, if, if it's at nighttime, just offer me fruit. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. But I came in there. Denira, you know, had a meeting yesterday, and she yes. had, came home with a box of Chick-fil-A, yes. and I brought the sandwich in the room. And I was like, do you want a piece? Hey, and of course you say yes. Ooh. You never turn out your phone. You're like, Nate, why would I say no? I don't know, because it's from the Lord. I right. Know. You know, it's it's like, the gospel word. So here we are. Hey. But I think what's, what's, important, uh, what's important here is that you were able to, so Paul says in 2 Corinthians, 
Um, I think it's 12 9. I think she, you actually have it written down. Oh, look at that. I do. You can talk about your thing. Would you like my the, card? But he talks about how he, how he boasts in his weakness, yes. how he boasts in his vulnerability, how he boasts yeah. in what he's going through so that the uh, grace of God can be sufficient. That's right. You're right. able to share with your family this is a, a vulnerability that I have. Mm-hmm. This is something that I have. Help me in this season yes. to not go through that, even though she brought you Chick fil A still. But yes. well, indeed, indeed. also, so like that is where you need people, yep. right? Yeah. So, like, people yeah. who can even notice when you're vulnerable when you don't know. That's yeah. key. Like, That's key. because you have to have people who know you well enough. Like, I have a friend, and like, I remember when we first came home from Nigeria, and like, we were trying to learn how to like be a family all over again in the <laughs> States versus living in Nigeria. Yeah. Like, um, Nicole, she called me one day and she goes, So, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm on my way over and I'm gonna help you get the girls ready for bed and I'm gonna help you get dinner ready and I'm gonna help you put them to bed and then I'm gonna go. And I was like, okay. Like, and I just, I was drowning. I didn't know how to be a mom, like yeah. all the way. Like, and I, she knew I was drowning before I could actually say I'm drowning, I need that's help. Good. You know, and so like, that's a really simple analogy, but like you have to have people who can see where you are and be like, yeah. hey, yeah. so you're either struggling right here, you're vulnerable right here, mm-hmm. you're tired, like you're making bad choices and like, let me help you. Mm-hmm. Let so me true. be there for you. Let me yeah. help to walk with you. Yeah. So true. Also, that's a shameless plug for community group training, I mean. leader training today. Right? Today. Yeah. 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 So, you yeah. know, check it out in Zoom. But I think, I mean, it's it's crazy because when's the last time you heard anybody boast about their weakness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When's the last time you heard anybody boast about their, like, the areas they're vulnerable in? Yeah. You don't hear that any, right. much anymore. And so I think that's one of the things that community allows you to do. Yeah. It allows you to come in and, like, take off that Instagram filter or whatever it may it's be, good. like, and, and be like, no, this is actually what's happening. Mm-hmm. This is actually where I'm at. And you're able to, in that moment, kind of pour out your weakness and pour out your vulnerability. Yeah. And then that group that's around you is able to come around you and, and help you yeah. and offer you, you know, any kind of sustenance, life, anything that they have. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's it's important that, you know, like that's something we should get back to, yeah. you know, yeah. as followers of Christ is not being afraid because we know his grace is sufficient for us. But yeah. like boasting yeah. about the. And, when it, and, when it, and like boast, I'm not like, don't put all of your weaknesses in 140 characters or less yeah, for sure. on social please media. Like, that. please yeah. don't do that because, yeah. you know, anyway. But <laughs> I think that's what that's why community is so important. Yeah. Let people know. Talk about it because that is where I believe His grace is sufficient for us. Exactly. But then people around us, what's amazing is they can start to have grace for us in those areas. Mm-hmm. And yes. then that becomes sufficient to even help us in those moments. So here's this. Let me, yeah. let me say this because I think wow. that triggered something. For me, and I know you, I think you want to probably jump in on this because I think what community can help you to do, it can help you to discern that while you're in the middle of a test, while we know, like with a test, temptation is always present. Right. So watch this. Yeah. So while I'm in the season of being testing, there could be a temptation for me to quit. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of times we're looking at it as either or, but both are present. So mm-hmm. if my marriage is in a testing season, the temptation actually is for me to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If my if my job is terrible right now, the temptation is for me to leave it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think it's good for us to have community around us that will allow us to recognize, man, like this is a test. Don't give into the temptation to give up. Yeah. Right. Because I think sometimes we can give up too quickly. Yeah. 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 And that oh I'm sorry. I was well, just gonna I was say just gonna pose the question like um so what do you do when you have to boast about your mm-hmm. your the areas that you're weak in, but you don't want to give a, a place of altar to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, because you need to be, yeah. I mean, I think there's a fine balance yeah. between the two because yeah. then you can start making it an altar and then you never grow yeah. and you so stay true. at that yeah. particular yeah, place. Yeah, you stay at that place because you think, then you start thinking, well, I'm able to do this because it's now it's like my strength. 
Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but but you don't realize that you just came out of the, the great paradox of when I'm weak, he's strong. Yeah. Yeah. So then you start realizing like his strength is your strength because he's working yeah. through me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, no, 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 no. It's not your strength. Like still yeah. stay in that place of knowing yeah. that I'm not doing this on my own. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to your point of kind of saying like, don't give up, don't, you know, too quick. You know, it's no different than people in the gym. Like you have a spotter community for yeah. a reason yeah. Yeah. to tell you, push, yeah. push, you know, you like need a little bit of like, help when you need yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, like just like, you know, it, exactly like yeah. a little help when you need it. Like not that you yeah. can't do it, yeah. but if in the event that that weight is coming back down on yeah. you, right. then, yeah. you know, I'll help you a little bit. I'll help lighten the load a little bit yeah. because even Moses needed that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. like, you know, and his father-in-law was like, man, you got to set people up yeah. in right. place. You need to put leaders in the church, which is what we did by having deacons plug. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, you know, we, we need that because in order yeah. to, to do what God is calling all of us to do, it is going to take community. Yeah. It is going to take others to yeah. come alongside us to be able to push the ball forward. That's, right. Right. That's not an excuse, however, to play devil's advocate just a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. to forsake personal responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Because we, we have to take responsibility for engaging God's yeah. word. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus knew God's word. He yeah. knew his yes. father's word. So yeah. when someone attacked, you know, when the enemy attacked him and tried to, tried to throw mm-hmm. Bible darts and beat him at his own game, <laughs> Yeah. He yeah. said, well, yeah, that's, tr- you know, that is a statement in the word, but that's not, that's contrary to the nature of God. And here's why. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's very important for us to, yes, embrace community, but also yeah. embrace the fact that God has blessed us with his word right. and, it's, yeah. and it's our job to learn it. Yeah. 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 And the Bible talks about encourage yourself in the Lord. Yes, you exactly. know, that's not yeah. everybody else. It says no. you yes. encourage yourself in the right. Lord. And that's by learning God's yeah. word. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and then there's a moment where community can become a crutch. Yeah. yeah. And if we can look yeah. at anything with this season of quarantine, yeah, yeah. Is oh, it's, it's taught us that yeah. community is great and we want it and we're going right. to have it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a personal walk with God, if you yeah. don't have a personal conviction yeah, with God, toast, then you're yeah. then yeah. I can't imagine how you could yeah. have even remotely come close to surviving yeah. this season. Because like if community was your crutch, then 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 what is the thing when that community is taken away? Yeah. yeah. So again, I think yeah. that what this season did in its own way. It has revealed how vulnerable all of us are. Yeah. Yeah. It's revealed yeah. to us how much we depend on friends, yeah. how much we even depend on church and being yeah. in buildings. We depend on it so much that we lose sight of the fact yeah. that, no, like, you need to have this right with you yeah. in a home. Yeah. So if all this falls apart, you still are capable yeah. of having a vibrant, fruitful walk with me yeah. And, yeah. and still in, in face of all of that. Yeah. And something that I thought was so unique to this is that out of each thing that the enemy had told Jesus, it, it wasn't like the first thing that Jesus said like, no, this is what the word says, that he just left. Because, you know, people are like, oh, no, just resist. He'll go yeah, away. Yeah. But he was like, no, here go another. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's not, and not only that, but here goes another. Yeah. Until yeah. he started to realize and understand, oh, dang, they really know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. And once he knew who Jesus, once he was like, oh, no, Jesus really, really knows who he yeah. is. Yeah. And he's not giving up. Even if I say you can have the entire world. Yeah. I mean, you can have power. Yeah. I mean, because how many people, when you, the allure of that, the allure yeah. of, yeah. of it all is just like, wow. Yeah. And especially when what happens to a lot of us in ministry, when people are like, man, I can put you up on a platform in and of itself could be good because Jesus, like, man, the whole world, that is a platform that I can use to give God. God honor. Yeah. But he's like, 
no, 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 no. You like yeah. you are now tempting of what it is. Yeah. Like, and so I think that is so yeah. important for us to all realize, especially those who are coming up in ministry yeah. Yeah. to kind of go, no, 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 no. Like yeah. that ain't, that's, that may not be, I know it looks good, but that yeah. is that God. Yeah. And yeah. what did God say about yeah. what were his yeah. instructions to mm-hmm. me? And I think that is, that is, yeah. it's, it's critical, but to know that enemy, he'll keep coming. He will, he will flash some real pretty things in front of you, yeah. but that it may not be it. Yeah. And, and Michael, I think you did. I think you, I think you introduced a whole line of conversation. Yeah. yeah. We'll probably have to continue we're gonna have have to the after the message. We're gonna have yeah. to. Because, um, because I have a whole bunch of thoughts that I want to share, yeah. but I know that <laughs> we, 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 we already out here. <laughs> so, so, so we'll, we'll continue that on, on after the message, but yeah. I do want to highlight something that you said, because I do think that that's kind of the key to all of this stuff. What you'll notice is, is the frequency at which the enemy had says, if you are, yeah. So when you said you have to, if you have to know who you are, mm-hmm. I think that's ultimately it. I don't think that there is a one size fits all. But what yeah. I will tell you is that when the enemy comes, you have to, your response is no. And not like N-O, but it's like you have to know some things. Mm-hmm. And so here's what I believe. I believe that when temptation comes, and this is the best way for us to overcome it, you have to know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you know who you are, then you know whose you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and it allows you to not feel as if I have to step outside of the character that God has given me in order to obtain something. Yeah. Right. So you got to know who you are. Right. I think the other thing we have to do is we have to know what we have. Yeah. For like all the things that the enemy was tempting Jesus mm. with, yeah. he already he yeah. already has. Yeah. So, good. so when I know what I have, I don't have to like pursue something yeah. that I already got. Yeah. It, wow. it actually doesn't make any sense. And then here's a, the third and final one is um you got to know the word. Yeah. You got to you got to know the word because the word obviously reinforces all that stuff. But the, the importance of the word of God is it allows us to be able to recognize that even when someone takes Jesus out of context, mm-hmm. here's this is a whole other thing. The Bible says that the enemy took Jesus, taking Jesus out of context, wow. and he was spitting scriptures, taking Jesus out of context. But when you know the word, even when people try to take things out of context, mm-hmm. she's like, no, this is what the word of God says about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's important that whenever we face opposition, the response is no. Know who you are. Yeah. Know what you have. Wow. And know what the, and know the word of God. Yeah. Mm. You always wordsmith this, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. It's like when someone writes a song with like a catchy title, and then you're like, "Whoa, why did not see that coming?" It's good. So the powerful part about this is is obviously is obviously the gospel, the good yeah. news. You know, yeah. man couldn't do it in his own strength, and, yeah. and and you know, Adam and Eve they were the first to fall, and then the children of Israel actually going into the wilderness and yeah. being tempted with the same things Jesus was, and That's they so failed. And Jesus goes and he does it for us, you know, and and it's a picture of it's a picture of the cross. It's a picture of Mm -hmm. us having to be in that place. But Jesus saying, like, I'm actually going to fulfill this for you. So I think we'd be remiss if we didn't give an opportunity for someone to respond to this and know that that Jesus has already gone through all those temptations Mm -hmm. and that we can go through them as well with his strength. I think you I think you hit on a good Nate, where it's it's. Jesus fulfilled with Adam, the Israelites, and we never could. Yep. Yeah. The wilderness was was a place that sin existed. And again, we won't get into like kind of the the, the, the stuff that goes along with that, but the wilderness was a, a very scary place. But Jesus goes into the enemy's territory and defeats him at his own game, which then means that when we are in the wilderness, no longer are we worried about the voice of the adversary, but the presence of God has already been there with us. Yeah. That's what it means when it says that he is fulfilled so many things. He fulfilled even 
the failures of man in the wilderness, Jesus has even fulfilled that. Yeah. And so I think for, for any of us in our community that are wondering what their next steps are and wondering, like, how do I, how do I begin to move forward? It starts with just accepting the finished work of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the gospel message, is recognizing that, that Jesus died in a way that we never could die. He lived in a way that we never could live just so that we can be invited into his family. And so what I want to do is I want to give an opportunity to anyone that's watching right now that feels that this is your next step, that you know that you're away from God. We have a bunch of different ways that we word it, but right now, if you were to take inventory of your soul, you would just know that you're away from God right now. We want to create space for you to simply say yes to Jesus. You may be in a wilderness season right now and feel God forsaken, but what I don't let you know is that, that Jesus went into the wilderness. He defeated the enemy, and he's right there with you. Yeah. But our next step is to simply accept that. So if that's you, and you know your next step is to accept Jesus. We believe here that the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 that if we confess with our mouths mm-hmm. and believe with our heart that, that Jesus died and that he was risen from the dead, that then we are saved. Yeah. It begins us on that journey of, of learning more about God, being filled with his spirit, and really beginning to get connected to community and growing as a result of it. So if that's you, um, I want to I wanna pray, and then, we'll, and then we'll go on from there. But if that's you, I want you to pray alongside with me. Um, just say this with me. Um, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose from the dead, and it's because of that belief I am saved. Fill me with your spirit and order my steps in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you did make that decision, we just want to ask you to take a a next step and text the word DECIDE to 25101. And what we're going to do is we're actually going to come alongside you and help equip you for the journey in your life following Jesus. Well, church, stay tuned uh, for uh, communion. We're going to take communion as a family, so don't go anywhere. At this time, we're going to take uh, communion together uh, as a family. And and we're talking about temptation today, and, and I think... Uh, it's easy for us to be tempted to forget what Jesus actually did for us. And so this is a reminder of what Jesus did for Mm -hmm. us. And his body was broken and his blood was shed and he fulfilled what we couldn't fulfill. So uh, let's go ahead and take the bread. On the night Jesus was betrayed, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread, church. In the same way, he took the cup and he said, this is the cup, the new covenant, my blood, it's shed for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, thank you for your body that was broken and the blood that was shed. Thank you that you have done what we could never do. God, I ask that you would continually remind us of that good news. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, hey, church, we want to thank you again for joining us um, today for Church at Home. Hey, don't forget, if you have a uh, kid or you uh, elementary uh, age kid, we have C kids. We also have youth for middle school and high school students right after this. It'll also be live all week. But then right now, we have groups launching on September the 13th. We're having a group leader training right now. I, I know maybe you're asking, like, what's going to happen in this training? I don't know, but you have to attend it to find out. But here's the thing. If you attend it, it doesn't mean that we're locking you down to doing it. We just want you to find out more about what it looks like to lead a group and to lead community here at Celebration Church. But the Zoom link is going to be in the chat or in the description below this video. But thank you guys so much for joining us today. And we'll see you uh, at Group Leader Training, or we'll see you next week. hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and review and share what you heard today. 
If you'd like more content like this, or you'd like to connect with us, go to celebrationorl.org. We hope you join us next time.